Welcome to the Scalar Learning Podcast, your central hub for all things related to education. Join us every episode for the most up-to-date tips and strategies on how to maximize student potential. Sit back, listen, and enjoy. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Scalar Learning Podcast. I'm your host, Huzefa, as always. And continuing the trend with impressive guests and real pioneers in the world of education, we have today Mr. David Heeman joining us from Creation Crate. So what is Creation Crate? And I'm going to let him explain all about it. But we now see a massive push for all things STEM related. In fact, on the last show, I had a gentleman on who's the founder of Tricium, which is a company that is building, if you haven't checked out that episode, definitely do. It's all about their video game variant, which is literally a video game to teach calculus, which is so cool, but it's not just a simple video game like without much substance. It is a full-on video game, full-on uh, professional caliber video game, something akin to what any of the major video game studios would produce to teach calculus. So really taking it to the next level. And Creation Crate is doing the same thing with basically maker spaces. But what have they done? Well, they've taken a unique spin on it with a subscription box-based model. And I'm going to let David talk about that. So without further ado, David, welcome to the show. Hey, uh, thank you, Dave. And by the way, David, so you're also a teacher. Tell us a little bit about your background. <laughs> so my background is a little varied. Um, I, I spent better part of 20 years in corporate America, and um, I've had lots of different positions. Uh, my last one before this, I spent seven years with a financial services uh, company. About three years ago, I left there. And uh, I guess I wanted to do more of what I had a passion for. So uh, two, two partners and I started a makerspace in Columbus, Georgia called Columbus Makes It. And then um, we had also gone through, two of us had gone through a startup accelerator through Georgia Tech. So we brought some of that to the Columbus area and we ran a startup accelerator about a year and a half ago. And so my passion really is, you know, back to my roots, I, I like I always like tinkering. I always like making stuff, pulling things apart, figuring out how they work. Um, and I love working with other people. I like teaching. So I coach my kids' soccer teams and that kind of stuff. I've been a corporate trainer. I just like sharing information. Um, and then I also think it's very important for our kids these days to learn how to be entrepreneurs and, and learn how to solve problems and take a passion for what they do, get really good at it find a niche and be on their way. I mean, that's, I think, is the happiest life that people can have is if they can find what they love to do and they can do that for a living. Um, and th I, I think we don't have enough of that in the schools right now. So um, this is kind of a way to teach all of that. Very cool. Your story is actually similar to mine. I didn't know that you had the full background, uh, that, that lengthy background in corporate America. I too come from, I used to be a programmer, then I was an attorney for four years, and then I switched to education. Same thing, born out of passion. So I love that. Tell us about 
so you had this makerspace and then tell us about creation crate and what what is your mission so our mission is to bring this type of stem education directly to people at home so i talked to chris about this and i asked him one of the questions i figured would come up here which is how did this all start and why did you start doing this and so i want to give chris a lot of credit Chris was one of those kids in school, like a lot of us, that were going through the motions and thought, you know what, this, and and I don't mean any disrespect to teachers, because I'm in the classroom too, and it's a very hard job, but you guys know there's students there that just get, they're frustrated with school, they don't think it applies to them, they don't think they're learning what they really need in the real world, and they don't know what to do. And with that kind of, in that vein, you can either complain about the problem or you can be the solution to the problem. And Chris decided, I want to figure out a way to be the solution to that problem and bring something, you know, to a group of people that otherwise wouldn't be engaged in this type of learning. And so that was the inception for Creation Crate is to bring this type of learning directly into the, the home and something that's interesting and engaging and gets people thinking outside of the boxes Um, And so that's really where that came from. I came on, it was really kind of happenstance. Chris had checked my LinkedIn profile at some point, and so I went and saw what he was doing, and I messaged him, and we got on the phone, and he said, hey, we need somebody that can help us with the education part and creating more projects. Um, Would you like to join the team? And I was all in. Like, it was the thing I was looking for um, for the past two years. I'm like, I've always wanted to figure out what I wanted to do with my own business. And uh, jumping on board with these guys has been great. And the last year has been a wild ride and it's been super exciting. So cool. Uh, I saw a video on YouTube about uh, basically there was a, a gentleman who was opening one of the Creation Crate boxes and kind of explaining what it's all about. So t- tell, and, and I want to hear it from you after watching that because it, w- it seems really cool. So people sign up and what do they get when they sign up to Creation Crate? Yeah, so this is really cool. It's a little different than a lot of other box services. You know, like if you sign up for BarkBox, you get your dog treats and all that. But once January is gone, you never see those things again. Like it's a unique single box for January and February and it always changes. With Creation Crate, it is you know, you go through a process. So whenever you sign up, you're getting month one. And month one is like your first project. And in our case, it's the mood lamp. So you get the basics. And each month you get a new project that helps you learn new coding concepts, new commands, using the Arduino platform and C++ programming language. And then what is really unique is it's connecting it to the physical world. I told you I'm a maker, so this really, you know, gets me going is, you know, when you can make something in the physical world, even if it's a couple of LEDs and uh, a photoresistor that gets those lights to turn on at night, then you go into your computer and you program it and you tell it what to do, and then you see that actually happen, it's incredible. I just did a workshop um, actually with a bunch of teachers at a large teaching conference in uh, Florida. And it was four o'clock on Thursday afternoon. They'd been there for four days, um, you know, going through the introduction, and I can see people nodding off in my audience, right? They're tired, they're worn out from four days of this huge conference going everywhere. 
But I'll tell you what, I handed out the boxes, they opened them up and put that breadboard in front of them and instantly everybody's wide awake, everybody's engaged, everybody's learning something. And I looked out into the crowd and I said, you know, some of you guys are ready to fall asleep when you walked in here and look at how engaged everybody is. Isn't that what you want from your students? And that's what I think is the unique thing about this. Coding can be a slog, you know, I, I know, like you're just pounding away at the computer. But when you're putting something together and you can connect that to the physical world and you can show it to other people and it can do cool things, that gets people excited and engaged. And the other thing is that we know people learn differently. They have all kinds of different styles of learning. Some people are visual, oral, verbal, physical. They like to work in groups or they like to work solitary. Um, they're logical thinkers. And we try to bring whatever avenue, whatever resources you need to help you learn that's what we're building right now. So whether it's having the online instructions in a PDF form, whether it's having the YouTube videos uh, and tutorials, whether it's bringing it to the classroom, which we have with our new classroom kit, um, and, and making that, that engaging and giving teachers all the tools that they need. I don't care. My goal is if you're an English teacher and you're scared of electronics, you can bring this into your classroom and teach your students because everything that you need to be confident to give them what they need to be successful is right there in that package. So that's kind of our goal is to make it interesting enough and engaging enough for students of all ages to want to learn electrical engineering, electronics, and coding, and give them all the tools that make it uh, accessible in whatever style and whatever way they like to learn. That's great. I have I have a few questions floating around in my head, so I'm going to try and knock them off sequentially. Uh, they popped up as you were talking. The first one is, now you mentioned right when you start, it, it sounds like month one is month one for everybody, whether you start this year, next year, whatever. And, and then so do the projects then progress in a in difficulty and also sort of do they build on each other like you mentioned c++ that's what i learned to code in is it sort of like more progressive and higher levels of c++ or how does it work yes that's exactly right so you'll you get new electronics components so the first one is that photoresistor but um the next one you're using some buttons and an array to make um the memory game the next one you're getting um, a distance detector which is an ultrasonic sensor so you're learning about new components, um, whether they're electrical component components, you're learning and you're building on your electrical engineering skills, and then you're learning new commands. So um, like in that second one, you need to build some arrays and you need to be able to uh, write information back to an array. So yes, as you go, they get more difficult um, or more challenging or just adding a new level of learning. Right now I'm working on a digital FM tuner uh, which is like month 17 all the way down the road. Um, month 18, I'm working on uh, being able to connect that to Wi-Fi and pull in API information and parse that out. So once you learn those skills, like the sky's the limit. I really look at it as this is this is your learning path to IoT because you know it's a it's a buzzword right now, Internet of Things. But when you when it really comes down to it, it is when you're when you're taking digital sensors that are like monitoring what's going on around you in the real world and then you process that information, make some decisions and then you go back out to the real world and tell things to do stuff, that is the internet of things. And and there, it's 
it's a multi-billion dollar industry in the next 20 years. So we want people to be ready for that. The jobs that some of our students will have haven't even been created yet, but we kind of can see the path and some of the skills that they're going to need. So we want to make sure that they're ready. Now, you mentioned a classroom version model. Can you can you tell me a little bit more about that? Absolutely. Um, we just launched this on our Indiegogo uh, fundraiser, which ended last month. And um, we already have a high school in North Dakota. We have a makerspace in Illinois. We've got a YMCA in Georgia. Just signed up um, another, a day school, um, a charter school in South Carolina. Uh, and these are kits that have 12 projects in them. And like we have an instruction book and online uh, instructions for people who receive the, the subscription service, but we've added a lot to that for the classroom version. So first of all, we are tying it back to the ISTE standards, um, the International Society for Technology and Education. Uh, we are giving the teachers the background information that they need to get started, some uh, some scripting, some more vocabulary. We're adding quizzes and worksheets because I think a lot of companies miss the boat when they're just making projects and they think, oh, this would be great in the classroom. And they don't understand that when you're a teacher, you have to tie it all back to a grade somewhere. You have to do some assessment. You know, there's all these, you know, these I's and dotted that need to get dotted and T's that need to get crossed as a teacher. And if you don't provide that half of it, you're really just adding to their work and making it more difficult instead of augmenting what they're trying to do. So that's one of the things I've learned being in the classroom the last year and a half um, is like how difficult it is to really take something new and implement it. And so we're trying to make it as turnkey as possible. Now, when you for the, for the classroom curriculums, I, is it grade specific or how, how can you how can teachers customize it? So we we recommend middle school and up. So seventh grade and up could tackle these projects. Okay. And for the individual model, what's the price for for signing up? So the subscription is uh, $30 a month um, plus shipping. And you can go to creationcrate.com and get started right there. So, and also you can get a discount if you sign up for multiple months. So that would be going month to month. But if you sign up for three, six or 12 months, you know, that all makes it a little bit less expensive as you go. And when students sign up, if they want to stop for whatever reason, can they do so without penalty? A absolutely. So if you go month to month and you decide, you know what, I've gotten enough, that's cool, then it's super easy if you need to cancel. But we've had over 3,500 subscribers so far in the last two years. And, um, you know, we have almost uh, 1,000 active subscribers right now. Uh, and that's after two years. So it's it's been really, really cool. And to see the response, I was actually at the library. because Sometimes I need a room to do my videos. So I'll go to the school or go to the library. And I had, uh, you know, he must have been late teens, maybe early 20s, I gave him a box and said, hey, if, you're, if you would do this, I'll, I'll give this to you and you tell me how you liked it. And I gave him the first project. I came back a couple days later. I went in that room five minutes and he hunted me down and he had his project in his hand. And he's like, oh yeah, I finished it. You know, it was great. I had a fun time. You know, I had this problem and we had to do that. I, I got my brother to help me with some of the coding. And uh, to, 
to me, whether it's Creation Crate or whether it's any other product, if I can light that little spark and somebody can go and do something that they get so excited about that they have to go tell everybody and show everybody, that is the thing that really gets me going every day. So he, he started telling me how he was telling everybody in the library that he worked with. He was showing them the project. He got their STEM coordinator to come and talk to me. It was really, really cool. And that's the kind of excitement we want to see people have, uh, whatever, they, whatever they're interested in, whether it's engineering, electrical, coding, or whether they want to be a writer or an actor or whatever. If they get really jazzed and excited about it and just throw themselves at it, I'm excited for those people. And if we can be a catalyst to that somehow, that's exactly what we're looking to do. That's exactly how I feel about mathematics, and uh, that is my mission, trying to spread that joy and excitement and interest. And obviously, STEM, part of that is mathematics, and they're all it's all tied together, so I, I, I totally get that. I will definitely be talking to my school and to my students about this uh, product. I know so many kids at the school where I teach go to makerspaces on a regular basis. I think they'd be thrilled to have something like this that they can work on at home, so that's that's really cool. Now... For students who are, who have already used this, you mentioned 3,500, what have you noticed in terms of their engagement at school or how, you know, how has it affected their performance, things like that? That's one of the things I'm really excited about with um, the new classroom kit is I've engaged with these, these instructors, these teachers that are going to be introducing it into the classroom. And... Um, I told them my goal is to work really closely because we're still developing the product and we're trying to make sure that it meets the needs. So I'm excited to find out, but I can tell you that in my school, the, the way I got into um, teaching, they hired me as an adjunct instructor because they built a brand new STEM facility. So I live in like a uh, an underserved community and they spent like two years raising the money to build this awesome STEM center. So we have an engineering room, we have a coding lab, we have an audiovisual lab, um, and then we have a, a Z-Space lab. And I can tell you that in the last year and a half, our math scores have gone up, our reading scores have gone up, um, language arts has gone up. I can tell you that um, our graduation rates have gone up, our disciplinary problems have gone down. Now, it's not all because of the STEM Center. There's been lots of things that are going on. And as you know, in a school to make real impact, you've got to come at it from lots of different angles. Um, but for sure, the engagement and um, the additional, the implementation of these kinds of um, kind of physical and uh, real world experiences has really helped engage the students and you can see it. I mean significant three to five percent improvements in scores year over year in just the last year and a half it's been amazing Wow! and there's I mean there's so many schools in the Los Angeles area where I'm based that are jumping on this same mission I mean it's certainly a major trend there's a, I, I don't know if you're familiar with Geffen Academy but that is a school that is it's basically affiliated it's part of UCLA and they have such a huge STEM initiative and, and they're doing such I think they're doing such amazing things right now. They've literally only been open one year, but already been incredible. And and we see the results too at the school where I teach, the Seven Arrows. 
we see how important, how imperative it is that we have a we have a wonderful makerspace. The kids are in there, and just by talking to them and asking them, that's what they love. They love being there. They love having that autonomy on projects to build and create and really explore. And so I think this is amazing what you're doing. Now, David, I know that there are a lot of great initiatives out there to encourage women and girls especially to get more involved in mathematics and science. And I see this as a math teacher because there are these ridiculous stereotypes, I think, that pigeonhole or make women feel pigeonholed like, hey, maybe math or science is not for me. My sister had to go through this, by the way, uh, as she was growing up. So I know you guys have a product that targets that issue. So tell us about that. Yeah, my daughter's the same way. Like, there's these stigmas and these stereotypes, and the reality is that girls really end up working better together uh, in teams, and they are really, really good problem solvers, and that is actually the skill that you need. So we have just started. We are launching a new line. It is called Girls That Make. We have a a website that we spun up for that. It's girlsthatmake.com. If you go to that website now, you can actually sign up for our newsletter, and we've got our little countdown. We've got 60 days to launch, and if you want to keep posted about some of the projects and when the, those uh, kits are ready to, to, to launch and to be mailed out, you can sign up for our newsletter there. It's girlsthatmake.com. I'm super excited about it. So if people want to learn more about Creation Crate, where do they go? They'll go to uh, www.creationcrate.com. Of course, we're on Facebook and Instagram. So if you want to follow us there, you can do that. And we're constantly pushing out new information. If you have teachers in the audience that are looking at getting some classroom kits, I would say go ahead and uh, email me directly, or you can go to our website and email support. But if you just email David at creationcrate.com, if you're interested, I will work a deal out with you. As a matter of fact, we, we believe in this so much. Um, I, we, we put together a deal for the last podcast that I was on, and I want to offer your listeners the same exact thing. Um, if you have a teacher in the audience that's looking at getting 20 kids to outfit their uh, classroom, we will take $500 off of the price of that if they mention your podcast to us when, when they call, and we'll work them a great deal. Plus, again, we're interested not in just selling kits and, and, and doing the part of the business, but also in engaging with the teachers and helping them implement these types of uh, learning programs. Excellent. And if you guys did not get a chance to write that information down, well, if it's a podcast, you can go ahead and rewind. But if you don't want to rewind, go to my website where you can check out the show notes. The show notes are at scalarlearning.com in the podcast section. And make sure to check back every week for new episodes with awesome EdTech companies, entrepreneurs, YouTubers, all that good stuff. David, thank you so much for joining. This was super cool. If you have one message for people out there listening who have kids that are maybe a little interested in STEM but not super interested, what would your one golden piece of advice be to get them more engaged? Uh, Make it fun and interesting. I mean, you know how your kids like to learn. Find something that engages them. Uh, I have a 13-year-old and a 15-year-old, and I know it's, they've tried baseball, they've tried soccer, they've done TSA, you know, they do a lot of different things. I would say get them involved in lots of stuff, and even if you have to kind of push a little bit, 
my daughter didn't want to do TSA this year. And I said, I think it would be really good for you. And she is so glad that she did it. On the other hand, you know, my, my son did baseball and he hated it. So now he does soccer. And actually now he does wrestling. So my piece of advice is just encourage your kids, even if you got to give them a little push to try lots of different things and then figure out what they love and tell them you'll support them in doing whatever they love to do. Awesome. What a perfect note on which to end this show. So thank you guys so much for joining, David. Thank you again. And that's Creation Crate. I will see you guys next time. Take it easy. Skinner, learn